On this episode of Locked On Lightning, the Lightning are within one game of going back to the Stanley Cup final. We talk about their amazing win at the Garden on the road, being the Rangers. Rangers suffering their first loss at home since the first round. We'll talk all about that and more. But first, let's play that music. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'd like to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. If you're watching us on YouTube, then I would like to make like to thank you for making us your first watch of the day. Uh, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the pod. Follow us wherever the podcasts are distributed audio-wise. Go on YouTube and subscribe to the channel there. On today's episode, we'll be re- recapping last night's fantastic win, 3-1 win, at the Garden on Broadway under the bright lights of New York City. The Lightning take game five after being down 2 nothing in this series, come all the way back to win three in a row, and now have themselves within one win of going back to the Stanley Cup final. So last night's game, starting off, and I will say this right here, I, I, I told a couple of people before the game, this, I, I know it's game five, and, and you still potentially have two more games to play after this, but this felt like a game seven because of, of the implication of the Lightning possibly going into a, a must-win survival game back at Amelie if they fail to win this one. And at the same time, you know the Rangers as well, You know a team who had this had Tampa, the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion, on the ropes to start the series, completely losing grasp or control of this series. And you started to see it, the, the mood change, not only from the Rangers in this game, but from the fan base. And I've, I've, doc, I, I've spoken about this uh, throughout the entire series about how Ranger fans uh, on social media, and, and I'm from New York, so th- this is comes as no surprise to me. But still, you would have thought for a team who hasn't been this far into the playoffs since 2015 uh, that you know you would have had a little bit more humility as a fan base. But Lightning were down two nothing, and then going into Game Three, you would have thought that the Rangers were one win away. Uh, from from going to the Stanley Cup final uh, just by the way this fan base was reacting. And I'm not going to sit here and bash on the Ranger fan base. Absolutely not, because that that's not what we're here to talk about. But a lot of people, not just Ranger fans, just people who watch hockey in general, it seemed like a lot of people at that point, which was weird to me, uh, were, were, were already counting out the lightning. They were saying, well, this team is cooked. They 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 have they they've they've played so many games over the season over the last couple of seasons, uh they, you know they they've they 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 finally run out of gas whatever you know whatever phrase or description you want to use to 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 say that the lightning are pretty much done, and if you watch the earlier episodes uh, from around then for a couple, I guess a couple of days ago, you kind of almost feel the confusion in my voice when when. I spoke about it 
just because it's yeah, like you know, we've we've had instances through through the course of the National Hockey League where teams just run out of gas. We saw it when the the Penguins um, were in the middle of of trying to three p, and and of course that didn't happen. Um, but it, I I just you gotta you gotta remember that. The one thing that the Lightning have is a very strong veteran core leadership. And I think a lot of people forget about that when they look at this team, when they look at and I've and I've been a I've been a culprit of the doing this as well. Even when you look at this team, what we've seen, the struggles that they've gone through during the regular season, not only this year, but over the last couple of years, we we oftentimes forget about how important having that core is and having this group of guys is and and you've seen uh in times whether it, it be steven stamkos or 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 nikita kucherov or victor hedman or you know it, it not only starts with them or ends with them you you just go down the line guys like andre palat who've been here for a very long time andre vasileski it always seems in the big, big games, whether it be the regular season or you know last night, that there's always someone who's been here for a very long time that comes up big, that rises to the occasion. And last night it was Mikhail Sergeyev and Andre Pallad. Andre Pallad, of course, we know in, in in game game four coming up big with that that game winning goal in the closing seconds, and then again last night uh, doing a fantastic job. Of of once again scoring, um, which to be fair, uh, I really you know I, I knew that went off the plot, but it, it just to get, and I don't really think at the end of the day the players really care about this, <clears throat> but I, I I think it was so important, and, and I've stressed this throughout the entire playoffs. It was so important to get this defensive core involved offensively. And we saw Victor Hedman fire off a, a couple of shots last night, really force the issue, which you'll love to see. Um, I would just more like to see him, you know, take the puck a little deeper uh, into the low slot. I mean, to the high slot. But to see Mikhail Sergachev, who has struggled immensely throughout this playoffs, um, there there has been times where he has just not looked good on the ice. Um he he is there's been times where and, and oftentimes we've seen this during the regular season Mikhail Sergachev who signed a big deal a couple of years ago right after the lightning one in the bubble um has has not really lived up to the expectations of that contract I mean he's played well but we haven't really seen him take that next step just yet uh to what we we thought he was going to take in terms of his long-term potential but <clears throat> I, I think that this was fantastic to see him do this, especially after, you know, some of the mistakes that we have seen him make over uh, this run thus far, you know, giving up pucks in the neutral zone, giving up pucks uh, in, in your own zone, just his carelessness with, with possession and, and to see him score. And, and uh, even at the end of the game, you saw it, just the way he was shooting the puck. Uh, how important that was just to see him have that swagger. He had three shots on goal last night, which I cannot, I cannot overstate the importance of that, especially for a player like Sergachev, who, who he's not going to score twenty goals a year, but 
to get him on 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 a kind of a little bit of an offensive role. Uh, hopefully, this does lead to something like that, especially if the Lightning do close things out at Amelie in Game Six on Game Six on Saturday night, and to you know, once we look forward to the Stanley Cup Final, which I'm not going to yet. Obviously, the job isn't done yet here with the Rangers, but. What a great game last night. Um, Andre Vasilevsky played fantastic last night, uh, saving 24 or 25 shots. Um, he he really bailed out the Lightning a couple of times there early on where I, I think if if the Rangers capitalize on those chances, I, I think this game obviously probably would have swung the other way and we would be having a, a completely different view and, and, and conversation right now. But... He, he played very well. And, and on the other side of that, I thought the guys in front of him as a whole played very well in front of him. There was there was a couple of times where and, and a lot of it, ha- you could see there was a lot of it, uh, a lot of traffic in front of him at times during the game. And, and oftentimes when it hits a guy in front, you kind of get caught out of position. That's what leads to those second and third chance goals. Um, and, and the guys in front of him did a very good job of not only minimizing those chances, but but clearing the puck when they needed to. And then on the other side of that, when they failed to clear the puck, uh, Vasilevsky rose to the occasion and, and took care of business. So a, a great game all around. Um, this is the kind of game that the Lightning most of the time win. And what I mean is it's those hard-fought, just chess match kind of games. Those those. This was a 3-1 game, um, and, and I saw a, uh, <clears throat> a viewer on YouTube actually, actually comment saying, it, you know, it's crazy how we don't really – uh, count empty net goals, but I mean, listen, in the grand scheme of the game, that's a freebie. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and dispute the legitimacy of empty netters, but at the same time, three one, them winning by them winning three one is to me in this situation the equivalent of them winning two one. I mean, it's really doesn't make that much of a difference. Um, but a great game, top to bottom. I, I thought everybody played well. There was a couple of chances there um, that with. with Kucherov during the course of the game where and this has been a thing all series and I'll talk about this after the break but really he needs to shoot the puck more um he needs to be more aggressive he needs to be more selfish as as one uh fan or listener tweeted out to me um so we'll talk about that some of the other things that we saw from this game and then look forward to towards game six in just a bit but first I want to talk about our first and only sponsor of the day and that is betonline.net betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and sports info BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. They got the latest odds on fighting news, NHL conference finals, basketball, NBA finals, uh, MMA, UFC, and boxing. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So... Once again, thank you for all of you for listening, uh, the enthusiasm that you've shown towards this show in watching, listening, uh, being involved, tweeting to me during games. Uh, very much appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Uh, tell your friends, tell your cousin, tell whoever at work um, to go ahead, like and subscribe to the pod. Give us a follow on our social media pages as well at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Uh, give me a follow on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. Uh, tweet to me. You ask me a question about the Lightning. You you want 
a question answered on the show, just tweet it to me. Uh, I'll either answer it there or I'll answer it on the next episode. Uh, and don't forget to like and don't forget to subscribe to the channel as well. So going back to or actually uh, continuing the conversation about last night's game, like I said, a very, very good game all around. I Not a lot of mistakes were made last night, which in a game like this, there's so little room for mistakes to be made. Um, there was there was some other there was some other you know stuff that happened at the end of the game which I'm not going to talk about because yes those were penalized which is kind of dumb because why are you going to give penalties when the game is over I've never really understood that um, if if it warrants a suspension it warrants a suspension but I don't know I don't even know why bother uh, very low calorie game uh, really uh, with the really the only penalties we saw were in the second period. Um, hooking on on Braden Schneider, um, too many men on the ice, um, which Corey Perry served. Which I would just like to take a minute and, and and yeah, we could sit here and and dispute all day long till the cows come home. Who is the better goaltender, uh, Igor Shesterkin or or Andre Vasilevsky? And and we all know what Vasilevsky could do. We've watched them all season long. We've watched them the last three years. Uh, we've spoken about it in the last three years on this pod. Uh, pretty much yelling on a yearly basis how he's gotten robbed in the Vezina Trophy uh, category. But I just like to take a minute because he is – I haven't watched a whole ton of Igor Shesterkin this year, and, and other than the times really when the Lightning have played the Rangers uh, in those games in which Shesterkin has played, uh, and then obviously this series, um, that, that too many men on the ice penalty, um, that was completely on him. And what I mean by that is that the he has possession of the puck and Tampa is in the middle of a line change. And Shesterkin, instead of throwing it down ice to a teammate or, or passing it off to a teammate, he throws – and I've never seen this before. I've, I've probably watched tens of thousands of hockey games. I, I mean, I can't even – I can't even sit here and, and try and quantify how many games I've, I've watched. But I've never seen a play in which a goaltender has had – that's that smart of instincts to to and wherewithal to throw the puck towards the opposing team as they're making the line change and and draw a too many men on the ice penalty. I've never seen that happen. And, and that I was I was that was one of the few times where I've I've been taken aback and and very very impressed by a hockey player. Um, you know, it's one thing to be very good skills wise and and to be able to know when to pick your spots to do a b and c but to play the game smart in that way to to get a an, a, an advantage i i that's i was very impressed so kudos to Igor Sturkin on that and then he had keandre miller hooking against Corey perry um ranger fans were a little incensed about um you know some of the things that happened during the game especially later on um and my response to all of that is you guys just can't pick and choose uh, what to be upset about because um, I guarantee you if, if it was, it was a play, I, I believe in the third period, uh, Truba who Jacob Truba, I don't have a problem with him being physical. I mean, that's, that's something that you're going to be, you're going to see, especially in the Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm, I'm not worried about that. That's, I mean, the lightning are going to give it. So they're probably going to take it as well. 
And Jacob Truba has laid some big hits, not really so much in this series, but leading up to this. And um, I, I don't understand. I, I mean, you can't just say like, you know, the Lightning are playing dirty or whatever that, and then just completely gloss over the play where Truba is skating up ice towards Andre Palat with a full head of steam. And if Palat doesn't trip, uh, Truba will take his head off with his elbow. And, and I spoke about it on the last pod with Locked On New York Rangers host John Chick. I think the 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 refs have done a, f- a phenomenal job for the most part in this series, um, just kind of setting the tone and and not taking crap from players and and really officiating in a way where things have not gone out of hand. But we're not sitting here uh, through a period and having four or five penalties be called. Um, if you if you remember back to the Toronto series, that was an absolute nightmare. But I, I think that the the officials are going to be a lot more aware of that now that it's kind of more out in the open and there's a prime example of that happening. There has been a couple of hits that Truba has laid in this series where it looks like he's he's led with his elbow, which, I mean, it hasn't resulted really in a player being hurt, so I'm not really worried about it, and I wasn't really upset about it in the, in the minute in that moment, but uh, just something to keep an eye on in game six. I wouldn't be surprised if Truba gets a penalty here or there uh, early on. And and speaking of tough guys, which was surprising, Ryan Reeves didn't play in this one. He was scratched. Kevin Rooney played in his spot uh, for the Rangers. I was I was surprised uh, that Gerard Gallant elected to go with Rooney, who could score a little bit more, do a little bit more on the power play. But taking your your one of your big guys out there one of your big physical presences i didn't think that was a good idea especially just you know in in the in the case that if 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 something like this happened like what we saw at the end of the game um which we'll we'll end the show talking about that but um i'm i'm curious now since the rangers dropped game 5 will we see Ryan Reeves in game six and will we see a little bit more physical play, not only from the Rangers, but if we'll finally uh, get that tilt at the end of the game between Reeves and Maroon, which I wouldn't be surprised if, if the lightning are up and, and they're up by a couple of goals or so we might see it. Um, I think if, if we're talking about this game being uh, just one goal apart, I don't think we'll see it. I don't think the Rangers will, will want to risk taking an instigator penalty. Um, but yeah, just a very interesting, um, just a very interesting move from draw a lot. Um, you kind of, I, I would have figured you want to kept with the same lineup all uh, series long. So uh, yeah, overall, very good game. Uh, I thought the, the lightning played a very good game. Uh, fundamentally, I thought they were very disciplined. Um, I thought they weathered the storm and, and the big sequences when, when, they they were presented with them um you know i would have liked to have seen one more goal one more legit goal and what i mean is just you know not an empty netter i would have liked this to be have been 4-1 just to get a little bit more confidence in in them uh heading into game six but then again they're playing at home at amelie a place that they they've have played pretty much for the most part played well all season long so we'll we'll hope and see um Hopefully they can continue the momentum uh, Saturday night, and then and then we'll get a couple of days off uh, before the Stanley Cup final, and then uh, on to Colorado. So to wrap things up, we're going to talk really quick about that 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 uh, that little uh, skirmish, if you want to call it, 
at at the end of the game. Uh, a lot of players mixed up in it, um, and, and I spoke about it before how uh, they called penalties on these guys, which never made any sense to me why you would call penalties against players at the end of the game if the cl- if there's no more time on the clock to serve it. Uh, penalties called on Chernak, Fox, Strom, Lafreniere, and Stamkos, and we all know that Steven Stamkos could play physical when the situation calls for it. But wow, <laughs> he um, him going up against Lafreniere, two first overall draft picks, uh, kind of a cool stat there. Um, he he, that was basically a a kind of welcome to the NHL playoffs moment, I think, for Alexis Lafreniere. Uh, going up against Steven Stamkos and, and you know, Stamkos just like letting him know, hey, um, I'm still one of the big dogs on the ice right now, which I mean, Stamkos has played fantastic this entire season as well as the playoffs. But to put it simply, to put it simply, and, and you know, I try to not curse or anything on this show, but to put it simply and, and Ranger fans, I'm sure will will think differently, but he he beat Lefrenley's ass. And and it's and that was a statement. Believe it or not, that is a statement uh, by the Lightning that they're not going to get sucked into the little ridiculousness of end of game uh, theatrics or extracurricular activities. I think that's something that going into you know after I just got done saying that we might see possibly if Reeves plays, especially there might be some sort of potential or lead up to more physicality in game six, because we kind of got away from that in game five. And look what that happened. The Lightning were able to play their game, and the Rangers at times just couldn't keep up. The Rangers played well early on, uh, and they controlled the majority of the puck possession, especially in the first period. But as the game went on, and and as the, the Lightning started to get into the groove of things, you saw that the Rangers just weren't able to handle it. They weren't able to play at that level consistently. And, and and I think that was a part of the reason why we saw at the end of the game um, what we saw happen, happen. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is a precursor to what we'll see early on in game six. And, and now that I think of it, if Reeves plays, especially after what we saw at the end of game five, I, I'm curious as to what the chances of what there will be if Maroon and Reeves fight literally a puck drop. That's something interesting uh, to keep an eye on, especially uh, on the opening puck drop. If if Gallant and Cooper kind of just give each other a nod, and then you see those those two lines out there against each other, and and Maroon and Reeves lined up next to each other, so definitely keep an eye out for that. But yeah, I, I think we're going to see the Rangers play a little bit more physical in this one. You're going to see a little bit of a more of a chippy game early on in Game Six. I I, I think that the Rangers realized that as the game went on, um, they kind of got away from the physicality. Uh, of it all laying laying hits very early early on they couldn't just strictly beat the lightning with with pure puck possession um because eventually the lightning are just too good of a team to to just be held to that sort of game and you saw it in the second and third periods um so i i think we're gonna see some some you know penalties early on it's gonna be a little bit of a slow first period the the refs are gonna try and really uh button down the hatch on on the theatrics of of of, of play and and not try and get this game out of control. Uh, so keep an eye on that. And and we'll talk about that uh, on tomorrow's episode as well, because, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I I would not be surprised whatsoever if, if we see 
um, a lot of big hits be laid early on in this game. So once again, please go ahead and end, like and subscribe to the pod. Give us a sub. Give us a sub on the YouTube channel. You guys have been doing fantastic. And hit that notification bell because as soon as the newest episode drops, uh, you'll get the notification and you can watch. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.